let's just jump into what you just said. We were literally about to like do. We don't need an intro. I'm Dan. You're Hartley. It's a Macrumor show. There's your intro. Breaking news. What did you just see right before we were about to hit record on this? AirTag 2 will likely go into mass production in the fourth quarter of next year. So everybody that like just heard the words breaking news and was like, oh my God, this is something exciting. Another iPhone or you know whatever. And then we dropped AirTag 2 and everybody just interest levels just went down. But you know, I think it's hey, intriguing. I think so I too. Think it's because what is the upgrade there? <laughs> right, exactly. There's so much room for new features and improvement, but don't ask me what those features or improvements are going to be because I have no idea. Maybe battery life waterproofing maybe yeah i think they're not water resistant as it stands are they honestly one of the biggest new features is the fact that we can now share air tags with other people in ios 17 yeah That's a software thing so i don't know maybe different colors um ah the other thing i'm just scrolling down and uh this is from ming chi kuo and he's saying that it could be integrated with other devices like Vision Pro. So interesting. It like would, it would, how? Uh, well, they could be used. I mean, Apple's filed patents related to this. When they file patents for AirTags long before they came out, um, they could be used as sort of beacons um, in 3D space because they contain the U1 chip. So that you are aware exactly of their location. So in an AR context, there were things like in the patents, if I remember rightly, you would could do things like wear them on your clothes, or you could um, you you could like attach them to things that would then be able to be tracked exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Um, sounds interesting, at least if there's that that cross device integration. Um, it's not something you'd expect to be a unique selling point for AirTags, but other than as I say, waterproofing and better battery life. I guess that makes sense if it's got U1. Yeah. I think if we can make them magnetic somehow, that would be cool too. Like, well, it needs a it needs a loop as well. Like at this yeah, point, it needs a it way to attach to something. Needs. Like, I don't know, something, some somehow, some way. I guess a loop would make more sense. Um, but yeah, if we can like figure out a way to clip them onto something better than with the with the current options and. I don't know. Um, yeah, I was just telling you, it's funny. I literally told somebody the other day about they were asking, which is a very strange thing to come and ask me about. I'm just going to be honest. Uh, most people would be like, hey, what's the new deal with the iPhone or what's going on with the uh, with the iPad? So I guess if you ask me, like, what are the rumors on AirTag? It's probably because you looked it up and didn't see any, um, which means I have no idea as well. Uh, it's one of the least thought of products in my mind. Like, I rarely, if ever, think about it. Although, like I said before, being able to share them now with other people is huge. And getting rid of those unwanted, like, hey, you've got a an AirTag that's traveling with you that's not yours. Like, I, yeah, it's my wife's keys. Like, I, I know that. How many do you use and what do you use them for? So I have, I have a few. Um, I have one that goes in my son's book bag. And that's because of when he was going to kindergarten. I just wanted we, he was riding the bus, an overly protective parent for the first time. Drought letting their kid go somewhere without us is like 
I wanted to make sure he was, you know, getting the class. You know what? That's what the improvements I would like. I would like it to be somehow as good as, like, which I, it's impossible because this is just humor me. This is like a perfect world thing. Like, when you look and track someone that you know, you're getting a live read of them going, you know, because of their iPhone and it's got way more information that it's pinging about where their location is. If we can somehow get that in the air tag, because that was the biggest disappointment was that. Yes, I could see it if he made it to school, but one of the other things that would have been super useful is our busing system is a complete nightmare, and so we didn't know when he was coming home because we'd get like an email like, buses are late, and we have to kind of wait out at the end of our driveway, or we have to like keep an eye out for him, uh, and so sometimes the buses could be, you know, five minutes late, or they could be like 30 minutes late, and so you have like a whole hour time frame where your day is just like you're just sitting there looking out the window to make sure you don't abandon your child at the bus stop. And so it would have been nice to be able to get like a live track of his actual location where he is like on the road, you know, the whole time. And that's just not what happens. It just updates every so often. And that's because they don't have GPS. Right. Exactly. Um, I, I understand so that. But I if we could figure out a way to get that in there. <laughs> what you would have to do if you did want to do that would be to maybe buy a cellular apple watch yeah and then set that up um and you can do that with family sharing you don't actually need to he's uh, you know have an iphone he's a little too little for that but yeah in the next year or so i'll probably get him like a very cheap 38 millimeter or 40 whatever it is now uh the smallest absolute well there are there are also other brands like i think it's gizmo or whatever um, that does smartwatches for kids. And I think that's more of his style right now. But yeah, I mean, if I want to Then you wouldn't it... get the ecosystem right, you know, right. The tracking yeah. and yeah, all that all that stuff. The thought of giving my very clumsy child an uh, expensive smartwatch is... Uh, well, the Apple Watch SE is cheap. Like, what is True. it? $250? I just don't think it's going to fit on his tiny wrist. But yeah, so I mean, in a way, if we can get the, the tracking or at least maybe just update a little bit more uh, somehow... You know, isn't it? But that's dependent on being on being by other devices. Well, so, the bus driver get the, the bus driver's probably got an iPhone, right? Yeah, but yeah, but you don't want to drain everyone's battery life. That's sure all you do. do is just it's for the sake of me knowing when that kid's coming home. Battery. <laughs> so, uh, but what do you use the other AirTags for? Because I'm intrigued okay, so, by. So it's I got one in there. I've got one on my wife's keys because I mean. She has no idea where those keys are 99.9% .9 of the time. And the days where I do drive her van, I'm like, hey, where are the keys? And I don't even ask her at this point. I just pull out my phone, use precision tracking, and just try to find it. Because going through the diaper bag is just a nightmare. Um, so her keys, I put one in my car. Uh, I drive a Model 3. But I do put one in my car because oftentimes um, when I like go to get it serviced or whatever... Uh, I've had like two accidents that were not my fault. So that was the reason behind putting it in my car. Um, so I could see what, if they were driving it a lot <laughs> and just where it was. And also if I park at an airport, which I do, you know, precision tracking that way. Um, I don't know. I just felt like it was, I had an extra one. I just tossed it in the car. And then, um, I have one in my bag, like my camera backpack, just in case, um, and I usually move that. It's like a little clip and I clip that onto whatever bag. If I'm going like on a trip or something, I'll put it in there. That's really it. Do you think you'll buy any more? Oh, and I have one in my wallet, which, uh, you know, 
after our week in Florida where I lost my wallet, uh, that's what inspired that. I absolutely do not like my wallet. It's a very good wallet. I won't say the brand because I said I just don't like it, but it's really not their fault. The wallet's really, really good. I just don't like the Is it size. Is thick? To yeah, it's just, it's just thicker, yeah. Right. Well, it's a Nomad sent me the uh, like card that you put the AirTag mm. in. So I like that, but I can't put that in another. You know, I complain so much about Apple's wallet, and then uh, I lose it. It had its revenge. And then I, and then I, and now it I was fated. It, but I it was fated. It. it had to happen on the Mac Rumors retreat. I miss it. I did buy another wallet off of an Instagram ad, so that ought to be good. I'm pretty sure it's coming from China, and I don't know if I will ever get it or if it's going to be any good. But it's a very slim wallet that looked cool, so we'll see. But I'm interested in getting the uh, Chipolo uh, yeah. card because um, I think it will be a lot slimmer than an AirTag because uh, I definitely need something for my wallet as well. So I have both of those, and I don't know why I don't use the... I, I just wanted the AirTag more, I think, than the Chipolo one. I don't well, know. you get precision tracking, well, which that, is yeah, nicer. That was it, yeah. That was like the whole... Like the Chipolo one's like good if I, I guess if I lost it and it was, no, actually, no. The reason why I wanted the AirTag was precision tracking so I could find exactly where it might have been, uh, you know, because that Florida trip scarred me. And so now I don't want to lose my wallet again like that. But yeah, what do you use your AirTags for? Or do you not use them a lot? Uh, no, I do. I've got uh, a pack of four. I have one in my backpack. I have one. Uh, in my car as well. I think that's an underrated use. I think it's yeah. really handy if you like park if someone in a big, steals my car, car <laughs> which is yeah, very I mean, it, very limited chance. But it's, it's annoying if you go on a a long road trip with other people and they are getting tracking alerts the whole time. Um, but uh, you know, just for me, I don't care. So I think it's really useful um, for that. I've got one on my keys, and I also put one in my jacket that I keep in my jacket all the time because I, whenever I take my jacket off when I'm out, I have a tendency to leave it behind. Mm. And then if if staff, you know, take it away or whatever, or someone else gets hold of it, then I can at least find my way to it. Or, you know, if, you, if you're going from place to place and I suddenly realize, oh, wh where did I leave my jacket? Then I can at least check. And it has actually been useful a it's couple of times. It's not a bad so. idea. My... Uh... I have like a very, my winter jacket's like a North Face, very generic jacket. And like oftentimes if I'm at like a party or something, um, like a family party or like a large event or something like that, there have been multiple coats that look exactly the same. So it's like kind of nice to make sure you don't get the wrong one. But yeah, I don't think that I'll probably put one in there, but hey, you live a different lifestyle than right. me, sir. So it's probably more useful for you. Well, I, I don't know. I think the I think that it's tempting once you get a few, you just want to kind of really fill up that find my menu. Um, that's why I'm also tempted to get some of the other stuff. Like I know you've got the Ember smart mug with uh, the, uh, what is it? The Ember travel mug with find my. Yeah, the plus. Now I don't have any need for that at all, but yeah. um, I really like Ember's product. So I just want to fill up that, that menu in the find my app. Is it necessary? No. Have I oftentimes left behind my, uh, my, coffee cup at like a look yes yes so um you know when it's a cheap mug that you don't necessarily care about okay you leave it whatever it is what it is 
With this though, this actually just happened. I brought it to my son's like early morning baseball game and I left it on the bench uh, and I went home and I'm like, where is my mug? And I pulled it up on the map and was like, well, it's at the game. Like I knew it was there, but just to double check, like if someone picked it up, then I could just go to their house and be like, hey, did you take my mug? (laughs) Which would be an interesting conversation if it was somebody I didn't know. You steal my mug, man? Um, Yeah, so were there any other reports on that or just like it's coming and no that's 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 it that's brand new i don't think we'd had any reports about second generation air tags yeah um, so that is a, a whole new product that we've got to look forward to um, next year which is intriguing I, I think it will be interesting if we see a little more come out about exactly how that will be implemented with vision pro i mean it may even be it may even be like a sleeper feature that's in it for the uh second generation vision pro because if that's mass production in the fourth quarter of next year maybe that's a launch in early 2025 which isn't that far away from second generation of vision pro supposedly so it could be like the temperature and humidity sensor in the home pod mini which just sat there for two years without doing anything um so maybe that integration will wait until we have a newer vision pro it's funny like, I don't know, AirTag 2 is probably still, like, the lowest rumored product on my list. But do you remember how much we talked about the original AirTags? It's because it was a new yeah. product and we've never seen them. And it's just, like, now it's like, okay, yeah, well, whatever. I, I thought that was great, that that period, actually, because so um, it was we, we expected it at every Apple event. I think we yeah. must have gone through maybe five or six successive Apple events expecting them to come we knew what they looked like because john prosser had done uh those renders of them and they were a hundred percent correct um and i remember digging through patents on it that outlined these use cases um that were also just so detailed about how this would work and i believe that the find my network was also out by then as well so we were just waiting and waiting and waiting but they're an underrated little product i think and they're not too expensive I no, think we were they're... quite shocked at the time when they were what twenty nine dollars each. What are they now? I haven't bought a new one at all, like ever. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, they're, they're, they've put the price up for them in the UK now, so they're way more expensive here. I don't know what they are in dollars. I spend more money buying batteries for them than I do anything else. Have they run out for you? None of mine have run out, and I've had them since oh. launch. Oh, I've had two run out, and one is currently like in the red. I think I'll probably need to do mine soon, but I would. I do sort of wish they were rechargeable because it just feels a bit. It feels yeah, old-fashioned. It feels wasteful. It would be really cool if I could just like toss them on a MagSafe charger, like the bottom, you know, and just. Or even maybe, an Apple Watch charger, which is kind of more the right size for it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. If it had that little magnets, it had little magnets to it. It could be MagSafe chargeable, and you just plop it on there. And maybe you just need to charge it for a few hours, and it lasts a few months. Like I would do that. I know these are lasting but almost maybe, a year plus, but like. Maybe it's they didn't do it because it would stick to your keys and that would be annoying. That's the whole point. <laughs> I want them to be yeah, on but my it would keys. Like, like, you just get like a like just a clump of, of keys out of yeah, your pocket. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Um, okay, well, I'm glad this came out like right beforehand because we were just also talking about like how I very very little interest in talking about the iPad and Apple Watch right now, just because it's still at slow time of the year. Um, 
and I'm just so bummed. Like we're let's start with the iPad. I'm so bummed that we're not getting new iPads this year. Well, that's one of these rumors that we might well, be getting one of them. Right, but I mean, does it? But probably not. Does it? But like, even if we did, is it is it really that is it really that big of an update? It might be. It depends. If it gets the A17, which it could do, um, I would expect that would be accompanied by a significant battery life improvement, which the iPad mini really, really needs. This is the other product that a friend just recently asked me about. And I said, we're not expecting any new iPads until next year. (laughs) I'm just lying to everyone. But you know what? You should know. Rumors change. The landscape changes. I'll have to text him after this and say, I hope you didn't buy that iPad mini yet. He's got time. I think you'll still be good. I think you'll still be good. I think it is unlikely. I mean, it was what it was when this report came out. It was alongside a load of information about the new Apple Watches that are coming this year. And if those are as usual next month at this point, it was just a little bit strange to accompany that with a single iPad. Um, But other reports, like from Ming Chi Kuo, uh, suggest that it will be next year, um, first quarter of next year entering mass production so maybe that would be a march release date roughly um so maybe not this year but it's possible yeah a new ipad mini with a spec bump doesn't really do anything for me i don't know what new features they could give the mini at this point besides like making it a pro model like we talked about in the last episode which highlight for those of you who haven't listened to it please go check it out but like thank you to everyone who reached out to me um about like their takes on everything i had some most everything was nice some people were calling me dumb but you know it is what it is it's the best of both worlds uh but yeah i mean unless we're getting like an ipad pro version of the uh mini then i don't know i don't know what else they could do i think it really depends on the chip um because at the moment it's got the a15 which is still a pretty up-to-date chip. I mean, that's the chip ultimately that's in the standard iPhone 14 and 14 Plus. But if it was to go all the way up to the A17, which, to be honest, I think it will get the A16, not the A17. Um, but either way, that should lead to a battery life improvement. And if they can... I was just going to say, which A chip can do uh, uh, stage manager? None of them. I thought they trickled yep. it down. I thought they trickled it down to, or, or they were testing, right? Oh, on older iPad models, right? But yeah. that, I think that's the. Um, what would that have been? That would have been the A sixteen. Uh, no, no, it would have been the A thirteen uh, or A twelve X. That uh, went no, down that A12X. far. Well, yeah, because it was the iPads that came out before the M1 iPad. Oh, um, this was this was um, a few years ago. <laughs> I feel like Stage so, Manager is one of yeah. those features that's like it just happened, but it, it's not. Well, yeah, it's only available on the uh, M1 iPad Air, right. and the iPad Pro models that are currently on sale, and it works with M1 iPad Pros that are now discontinued. And I believe that Apple trickled it down to uh, older iPad Pros with things like the A12X. Okay, yeah, see, I remember was it A12X, that was the case. A12, A12Z? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I just remember hearing that, and I was like, okay, so what if the iPad mini got stage manager? Would that be a thing for you? I think it would be. I think it would be if it got uh, so support. But that, but if, if it supports external displays, 
mm. then that's where it's interesting. That's to what me, we, talked we talked about then. About. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here's um, the thing. Here's the thing. Remember I said my friend wanted to get an iPad mini, right? He has a iPad Pro 2020. So that was the second gen 11 inch. Yeah. That is the A12Z one. Okay. So he that's what he currently has. And he wants to go to an iPad mini. And I said that would be quite a downgrade. Thoughts? Yeah. I think it would be because you have a significantly worse display. You've got no ProMotion. Right. Um, I I think the performance is probably worse as well. That's what I said. Um, at least in multi-core. At least in multi-core. Yeah. Um, and battery life's definitely going to be worse. Yeah. I mean, I just said it seems like a downgrade all the way around. Why would you do that? I get it. He wants a smaller... He just wants to, like... Like, part of his reasons make sense. Part of it doesn't. Like, if he uses his iPad for watching content, I I mean, I would want a bigger screen. Um, but also, he wants to take notes for work. And it's just easier to carry around. So I do understand that. So I guess this is where one person would apply for that iPad Pro Mini. Right there. This is Well, I, I would also be interested. Right. So that's so you two, two are you two you two remind me of each other actually. So this would this would make sense. He probably agrees with you more. I'm sure he's I don't know if he listens all the time, but he does. So uh yeah. I just said it was a downgrade. I don't want him to like get ripped off. But you know. Or just that's feel a like it because you're buying it for the form factor ultimately. Right. So I think you 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 can forgive it other things. Um, if you just want that size, it's pretty much what I said. Like, I'm, if you really want the mini size, then there's nothing I can tell you to like persuade you otherwise. It's going to trump all other things. But like, I just don't know if I can go down to like such a worse display compared to what you're currently using. Mm. Uh, but uh, okay, so iPad Mini could be coming later this year. But ultimately, all the other good ones are next year. Um, Although, I don't know, next generation iPad Air just does another spec bump thing. Like we talked about this. Uh, that doesn't yeah. excite me at all. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think anyone's going to get too excited about a next generation iPad Air. Um, there's not a huge amount that it could really get other than things like Apple Pencil Hover, uh, the M2 chip, um, some camera upgrades as well. But it's not going to be anything transformational, really. Um what was a little bit more interesting was this rumor about uh, iPad. reducing iPad bezel sizes yeah. um, because I don't think that was a given. Um, and we also had a, I suppose, a related report this week that said that uh, Apple is actively working on reducing the bezel size of the iPhone to nothing at all. <laughs> so... Um, I just That's just <laughs> funny to me. Like, <laughs> we're reducing it to nothing. Like absolutely yep. just gone, which uh, I don't know. Like sooner I, rather than later, that sounds great, but also sounds terrible. Like I, it's a dream of mine, not a dream. That sounds kind of pathetic, but it's like it's been like you know, it's like the like the ultimate like visually aesthetically beautiful looking phone. No display, or I'm sorry, <laughs> we want a display. No, no bezels. It's just all screen. It looks sleek. Well, like, how the hell are you going to hold that thing? Like, how am I not going to touch the screen? Like, but they you have can have fake. You can have artificial 
Right. Like digital bezels. So that's the thing that so, I need to see how that works because that's that's yeah. not something that a lot it'll of people just be, do. It'll just be like a, there'll be no active display on the like three millimeters from the edge all the way around. And there can be no touch targets. Oh, no. This isn't going to be curved, is it? Bezel. They're not going to spill it over. No, it will be flat. It'll okay. be flat. Um, okay. That's the plan, apparently. Yeah, I'd be on board. Um, and that's sooner rather than later because it's going to come alongside, uh, I think it was the hole punch camera. So when the dynamic island shrinks a little more and we get under display face ID, that is when Apple is expecting to be able to use um, bezel-less OLED displays, which uh, would be, what, the iPhone 17 Pro? And that's still OLED. That's not uh, micro LED. Um, so that's really quite soon. Do you think they do this for the iPad Pro? Like, I don't, I don't know if they can get it to nothing. Well, they could if they're going to do what you said. And uh, especially for the pros, I feel like those are held a lot less in your hand than than most people. I mean, maybe I don't own an 11 inch, so I don't know. I'm sure people carry that around more and maybe don't use a keyboard case. But for you 12.9 inch users out there, how often are you holding that thing in your hand? You can't possibly be holding it that much. But even if you are holding it, you're you still can have a digital bezel. So you still can have no touch targets. Right. On the, but that would need to be a lot. Work. That would need to be a lot bigger though. Cause you're, that's true. And that's that would true. probably make it harder for manufacturing. I have no idea. I'm not going to even begin to think I'm an expert in that. Um, but like, yeah, that would be, that would be cool. I think it would make a lot of sense for an, like that would be a good feature for an iPad pro just from like a petty visual thing of like, yeah, I want to upgrade to the iPad pro, the largest one, the most expensive one, because it looks like that. I'm getting far more screen real estate, but are you really though? Are you really? I think that it would make a difference because the iPads, particularly the 12.9 inch iPad, the bezel size annoys me because I feel like it, the, either the display should be bigger or the body should be smaller, but the bezels do feel a little bit archaic when you're using Magic Keyboard. Is that so how we get to really a 14 like inch one? Bezels. Hopefully. I mean, we are getting smaller bezels on the OLED iPad Pro next year, so it will move from 12.9 to 13 inches but in the same chassis size, supposedly. Yeah. So it will be a slightly slimmer bezel next year. But that seems to be the way Apple's doing it. Each generation of the iPad Pro and the iPhone now, supposedly, will be looking at slimmer bezels. Um, and I don't know if the iPad will completely eliminate the bezel, but the iPhone certainly will, or at least that's the that's the plan. Yeah, the iPad bezels for the, the standard iPad are pretty chonky. Those are, those are some big bezels right there. Um, ultimately though, can't wait to hear all the comments, but who do, does the average consumer truly care about the size of bezels for anything? Like, I'm sure if you put average up like, consumer. I think if you put a phone up like to your mom, I'm going to say our parents, I don't know, that could be wrong, but like they're an average consumer, right? Let's just, let's just for the sake of this, if you gave her one phone that was a bezel-less iPhone, and another one that was like what we have now. Yeah, it would not be noticed. <laughs> I mean, it would be noticed, but would she be like, like that's like my wife. <laughs> like if I gave it to my wife, she would just be like, okay, like that's cool. I guess it looks nicer, but like, why do I need that? And I would say, well, X, Y, and Z. And she would still say, I don't care. So. I like my phone. And and she's said that pretty much every year I tell her, "Hey, there's a new iPhone. Look at the uh look at these new features." And she would say, 
that's cool, but I like whatever phone she's using at the time. Which before I converted her to an iPhone, it was a like Motorola Droid 2, maybe. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. It was old. She says she still misses that sometimes. I'm like, no, you don't. Let's just be real. Nobody misses that phone. Yeah. I, I, I have uh, the, the mercy of having never been an Android user. So Ever? I just look on in horror. No. Oh. <sighs> Like not even like your first. Well, well I guess you, okay. So this is good. I had a BlackBerry. A BlackBerry was my first smartphone, yeah. but I don't think that counts as like a. Oh, it definitely you know, counts. What was your first BlackBerry? I don't even remember. Um, it was just. I mean, they, they all were the same at that time, weren't they? That just. Oh no no. They, they just. Well, okay. Again, so I don't want to like, I don't want to age you in one direction and age me in the other, and me is the worst. I can't even speak. Mine would be the worst direction because <laughs> I'm a lot older than you. But like my first BlackBerry was, and that was my first, I think that was my first smartphone. It was either that or the Droid Air Ares, Ares, whatever it was called. That was like one of the first smartphones I ever had. But I think mine was the first, was the BlackBerry, the BlackBerry Storm, which is the one that you could press in on the screen as you're typing. It was a full touch screen, right. not a physical keyboard. And well, that defeats the point of a BlackBerry then. Yeah, but no, not really. Back then, it was for BBM. Right. Yeah. That was that was like that. that was like the iMessage of of back in the old days. Like, if you didn't have BlackBerry Messenger, you were like you had to get the code from them. Like, it was like a whole exclusive thing. Well, once upon a time, there was even a, a BBM app for iOS in that sort of yeah. weird in between period. God, I weirdly miss that time, and I would just love to go back. It was just so much of a, like, I don't know. I love where we're at. We have so much available at our fingertips, but also, like, it was so much nicer to not have all of that. Like, I had my email. I had the ability to chat with friends whenever I needed to, but we didn't really talk all that much. It was also in college, so, like, I literally could just walk down the street and go see them. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, so I had that BlackBerry Storm where like the screen physically pressed in, so that was pretty cool. It was unique. Like you don't get things like that anymore. Um, I guess the folding phones are pretty unique, but what were we? <laughs> where are we getting at? <laughs> I honestly don't remember. Yeah, me neither. You know, I started going down memory lane, and now everybody either turned off or was just like, "Yeah, no, totally, totally understand." Oh, first we, phones. Yeah, into first phones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rumors. yeah, yeah. Blackberries. Dude, those are the best. I got to watch that movie too. Um, but yeah, I mean, that that was the 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 peak time of like when I got my smartphone. Those there was a lot of old Android phones. Really, an iPhone wasn't like I don't know, two thousand eight, two thousand nine. So it was only two years old. So. People liked the idea of the iPhone, but it wasn't that popular at the time. Or maybe it was, but not in my circle of people that I interacted with. Mm. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see them around a whole lot at that time. Enough, but it wasn't like everyone had one like they do now. I want to say when I got my first iPhone, that was the reason why, because everybody started to get one, and I was feeling left out, and I was like, okay, I got to get one. And that might have been like 2010. So I had the 3GS. This could be a whole podcast well, there was, itself. I think. Yeah, I think things really ramped up, I think, from probably up to about 2013. And from then on, I feel like everyone just had 
uh, you know, at, at least a, a, a like a Galaxy or a, or an iPhone. Yeah, three GS, and then the four was next, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have been in every day for the most part. Well, no, that's not true. I went through a little phase in uh, 2014, 2013, 2014. After I got the iPhone 4, I got the Nexus 5. And I was really into that. And like the OnePlus, that was like their first phone was 2014, I think. Yeah, and I, that did really well. And the no, actually my first like full-time Android phone that wasn't like, you know, like when they were actually good smartphones, uh, the LG G2. That was my first I experimented with that a little bit and then I had like another little experimentation with the Nexus 5 which did really well. OnePlus did really well. And then I think I went back to iPhone. And then so 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 from 2010 to 2023, so 13 years of being a heavy iPhone user with like a little time frame of just like, you know, I took a little break. Um I think this, this is more fun to talk about than this the rumors, loyalty. honestly. <laughs> well, you're not you're not excited by color options, but oh, but okay. Also. Well, let's jump back in. I am excited about this color option, though. So our next like batch of new rumors come for the Apple Watch, um, and there's a lot of stuff around the Apple Watch Ultra, and and a few things on the Series Nine and SE Three. But let's start with the Ultra because that's the color option that I'm more interested in, which is having a new darker color, which I didn't know. Um, I guess I, I didn't know how like serious Apple was with a new color or with the darker color at launch and then it ultimately got scrapped. So it looks like that might be coming for this year, which would be huge because while I do like this color now, like renders of a darker one is fantastic to me. I wonder how well that finish will hold up, um, as well, if it is meant to be a device for, uh, a, a much more sort of rugged, um, much more rugged environments and much more extreme use cases. I wonder how well uh, that finish will will wear. I mean, Apple has done a, a a space black titanium before. They did it with the Apple Watch Series Seven. That wasn't so long ago. Right. So if you want to know what that titanium finish can look like, I mean, that really was. How, I mean, the Series Seven was not was well two years the year ago. before last. So. Yeah. yeah, it was it was nothing when Apple was last offering a, a space black titanium. Um, so looks like we'll be getting something in that direction this year. And I think they kind of need to because this is what Apple does when when maybe you're not getting so many other upgrades is you do tend to get color option refreshes. Color. So drive upgrades. Um, and this makes sense because you've only got one color. So, you know, in the same way, we always get silver and space gray or midnight and starlight we'll get natural titanium and probably something like space black. Yeah, so that means I have to go with space black again next year for the iPhone. If, if they don't change the colors again. Yeah. Well, oh, there's going to be no consistency, Dan. You know this with colors. There's going to be something else entirely. Uh, hold on a second. I want to make sure. We're talking this year's new Ultra, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, the, okay. I just want to make sure. So, no, I, I'm talking about this year. They're not going to change up. I mean, they're going to give us a blue. I am intrigued by that blue. But it will be interesting because it's got to be different to the Pacific blue. And it's got to be different to Sierra blue. I did so, not like Sierra blue. 
I know you say this every time. You say it with such disgust as well that you really yeah. are not impressed with Sierra Blue. And honestly, I don't, I don't think I really liked Pacific Blue that much either. It's better. Well, maybe you just don't like blue. That's weird. I do like blue, though. I'm a pretty big fan of blue. I don't know why. What would you like to see, then? Red. That red color that was... Uh... That's not a kind of blue. Oh, no. I, well, <laughs> I didn't know you said what blue. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said what color do you want to see, or like what do you want to see. Yeah. You know what? The color blue that I want to see is not blue. I want to see red. I want to see something we've never done before. Right. Yeah. Be really cool. They've never done a, a, a like a darker red... Actually, honestly, you want to know what color pro model they've never done before? Because I count the plus as a pro. So, like, we did have a a, a product red plus option in the day. Um, yeah. They've never done an orange. And I know, I know, that's my favorite color. So, obviously, I want to see that. But, like, they've never done an orange, right? They've never done a yellow pro model. I guess gold, if you want to kind of stretch that. But that doesn't really count. They don't usually do vibrant colors. So like a darker, like a copper was rumored like a one year, I don't know, a couple of years ago. That would have been cool. Yeah. I don't know. I think it would be really nice to see. I think that they just save those sorts of color refreshes for when there's a bit, little bit less to offer. Um, and this year is a relatively big upgrade, so there's a bit less need to, to really go out all out with the color options. Well, okay, before we go back into our next new color for the um, regular Apple Watch, uh, the other rumors about like the 3D printed parts for the Apple Watch Ultra was really intriguing to me because, you know, when you think 3D printed, what do you think of? Is it the same thing that I think of? Like cheap plastic stuff that yeah. people print at their house that you're like, yeah, I guess that's cool, but why do I want that? Yeah. Yeah. So what what would be Apple's like point here with using 3D printed parts? Make things lighter, obviously. Well, it's it's it was it will be three D printing titanium, so it's going to be a little bit well, more. Well, see, that's uh, that's where we need to see the headlines of three D printing. It's like you think of plastic, so that's why I was that's where I was like kind of getting at. Like this is crazy three yeah. D printing. This isn't the three D printing that that we're used to. But um, I mean, what what exa what benefits would this have as opposed to like what they did with the first gen? Well, supposedly it will. The main thing is that it will be easier for them to manufacture. So that helps them uh, with cost. It helps them with how fast they can manufacture um, these components. It will be for the mechanical parts of the device. So things like the action button, the digital crown, um, the, the those sort of moving parts of the device uh, that are made of titanium. But uh, if it enables them to have a more complex structure that's hollow or thinner or... Um, anything like that, then that has a weight saving. Um, but there are, there are separate rumors that the Apple Watch Ultra will be lighter. So um, that is one thing. This year, I mean, it's quite a big, heavy watch. So reducing that weight a little bit would be would be a good move, I think. Yeah, it is heavy for sure. Um, but like after you wear it for a while, you start to like you get so used to it. It's not until you either take it off or like put on and or like pick up another watch like if i ever like go into the drawer and pick up like a iphone 8 an apple watch series 8 i'm like oh wow i kind of want to go back to this simply because it just doesn't seem massive um so yeah, yeah any, anything that they can do to get that lighter and i don't know i don't want to say smaller even though it is way too big um 
I still really like it. You you don't you're not you're not an ultra person, right? You don't have an ultra. No, I like the uh the smaller Apple Watch. So I like the um uh the 41 millimeter I re- Apple Watch. I remember you were one of the odd people out when we had our Mac rumors get together. Yeah. Almost everyone had a, a ultra and then there was you and somebody else. Don't know. Who I think was. I was the I think I was the only one uh with with at least with a 41 millimeter apple watch interesting julie julie's got small wrists she didn't have an apple watch oh yeah no she must have one as well yeah no she does yeah i I tell a lie she she also she's the only other one that doesn't have an ultra as well Uh, that that makes more sense to me just because i remember she doesn't like bigger like watches on her wrist so i've got i've got a stainless steel one so that's a little bit heavier true um um so anything else on the ultra before we move on to some of the standard i think that's it for the ultra um just important to remember that the ultra is also getting the the new chip uh so that will be the s9 which is going to be the main upgrade that all of the watches get this year um, because the s6 s7 and s8 are all basically the same chip Uh, they share the same serial number and they all um feature um the same core technology that are the cores from the A13 chip, which was quite a long time ago now. What was that? The iPhone 11 series. So the Apple Watch Ultra, as ultra as Apple likes to say it is, it's only as powerful as a single core. Um, a single core in the Apple Watch Ultra is only as powerful as a single core in the iPhone 11. So basically, um, so this is going to be a pretty boring year for Apple Watch upgrades, unless you really want a new pink option for the Series Nine. Well, the chip's still still a big deal because this year we'll get the S Nine, which will be based on the A Fifteen, and it will be a a five nanometer chip. So it's a yeah. way bigger chip upgrade. Sure, no, no, no. I get, I get the difference in chips, but what I don't care about is Apple Watch performance. Because like, but what if that equates to battery life? So what if it? But I'm on the ultra. I'm on the ultra. I got all the battery life. My. But what if you can have even better? I mean, that's fine. But I think I've got quite a bit. I okay. So I went to New York last week, two weeks ago, and I, I forgot an iPhone charger, like a cable, and the outlet. I don't know how. I don't know how. But I brought my MagSafe Duo, and I didn't bring anything else, so I couldn't charge my phone or my watch. Um, and I eventually, and because I didn't bring the correct outlet for the or the wall adapter for the thing, it didn't like properly work. Uh, so when I did eventually buy a cable, I really couldn't charge my watch and my phone at the same time. I don't know if that was just because of the wall adapter not having enough power, or if it was because Something was wrong with my MagSafe Duo, but I couldn't do it. So I just didn't charge my Apple Watch for the three days I was gone. Didn't need to. Lasted the whole time. Three days. And I was using... But what is that going to be for? Yeah, but why? Why would I need that? That was one time. I mean, it would be better, obviously, for people like me that have the, the smallest Apple Watch battery. Um, sure. So I don't, and, I'd be, I and I'd be very happy for you. Here's where I want you to wake me up when this S9 is a core need for giving us blood pressure monitoring, 
uh, or glucose monitoring, some sort of new health feature, because that's really where the bread and butter is for the Apple Watch. Fitness, tracking, and health. Otherwise, I don't care about the performance. I'm barely using my watch for anything else. GPS, I guess if it could help oh. GPS. GPS has been kind of a mess uh, at, at, when I was walking. I was having some weird issues. It got better. It also depends on the app, which, by the way, do you guys want a podcast of Apple Maps versus Google Maps? Like, let's find the most high Google Maps enthusiast and have a versus between Apple Maps. Because if this was me like four years ago, I would say Google Maps all the way. But I, I think Apple Maps is beating Google Maps now. But that's a whole other conversation. But that it was Apple Maps no, that worked really well on my watch. Maps. Yeah, I know you. I, I know you are. But yeah, I thought you could have guessed. Yeah. So yeah, maybe I'm just being too harsh, but like spec bumps, performance bumps for watches just don't do anything for me unless it's like a core need for a major feature like that. And then that's the case. Unfortunately, the processor doesn't get all the credit there. We just go right to the big feature. I will say that watchOS 10 is a lot more resource intensive. You know, there's a lot more animations, um, a lot more full screen graphics. It's doing more with the processor. Sure. So if we want to see watchOS 11, watchOS 12, take these things further and actually enable watch apps to do more, then we do need a bit more performance to provide that headroom. Have you had the bug with um, watchOS 10 where like you're stuck in this, hold on, maybe you can see it, like this selection a lot. Have you seen that? Where like... No. Oh my, like, like where you like long press and you're going to like switch between watch faces. I do cross my arms a lot. So like, I know I get the accidental touch, right? but like, I feel like it's happening way. I have been using this watch since day one and I have not had that issue as much as I have since moving to watch OS 10 and then it gets stuck and I can't get out of it unless I like click a bunch of buttons. I don't know. That's a watch OS 10 thing. Also, I feel like I don't watch really like watch really OS. I feel like I don't really care about watch OS 10 as much as I thought I was. Oh, I have not this been is, using... This is another final cut, isn't it? Yeah. Another final cut for iPad. This is. I feel like it's not as big of a change as I thought it was going to be. And I'm like not really using the widgets as much. This could be a whole other... This could oh, be a no, whole other I really thing like that... it. I mean, it's not bad. I really like all of it. I just don't understand really some of the like button changes the either. The button changes seem weird to me. The control center one is a bit weird, yeah. um, but I really like what they've done with the home screen. I like the widgets. Um, I like the app redesigns. I think almost everything is better. It's better. It's just not as different as I thought it was going to be. Like when they show, I think it's pretty. It's the it's like it's the most different of I, all of the watchOSs that we've received. I guess. You know what it is. You know what it is. It's because I don't have third party widgets. You don't need. I don't use third party widgets. You you don't. <laughs> no, like I I find like I just feel really like it handy. needs more. I feel like it's handy to check weather, to check calendar. Um, if you scroll all the way down, you go the way you go to the uh, the home screen of apps. I think it's perfect. Oh, I didn't, or maybe I just tapped on that. No, I I knew that part, but like I thought it just did that if you like kept scrolling. I don't know. There's just not a lot of not third party widgets, but third party like apps that have their own widget. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, but what would you want that to be? I don't know. Things. Does things have one? I've not. Well, things will when. Right. And like when when they're actually publicly released. Hold on, it's. I'll admit I have not. I don't. I don't know. There hasn't been a lot that's like really got me into. Like wanting to set this up. Yeah, there's not even a home. Is there a home? I don't even see a home. There's not even a home widget. Like that would be useful. But you can pin the home app as one of the little circular apps at the bottom. It's not the same. Um, which will take you straight to the home app. It's not the same. What if I want like a I, little I three controls? All right. Well, I think that's a good place to stop. I guess there is a, an SE. Uh, I guess there is an SE update, which is basically just saying don't expect it this year. So. Yeah, but that will be. Uh, it's on a two yearly cycle. Uh, and yeah. that makes a little more sense with maybe it can get the design of the Series Seven. Yeah, next year. We have a we have a couple of ideas down the pipeline. If you guys want, um, let us know in the comments down below, or email us, or tweet at us. Zeet, what do they call it? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care about X. I just don't care. But uh, reach out to us social media, and uh, and, and I'm sorry. Just lost you completely. Hold oh, on. you lost me. I was just going on a race. music playing. And I can't hear anything. Can you hear me now? But I don't know where music is playing from. It's playing in my AirPods. Don't worry about it. Catch us. We'll. I don't even know how to end this. Just we'll 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 talk to y'all in the next episode. Hartley is. Uh, Hartley has some technical difficulties, so this is a good time because I was going to end the show anyway. So I will. Uh, we'll catch you guys around in the next episode. <laughs> Thank you.